Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. A journey down that green brick road. <laughs> we talking about weed, pot, chronic, Mary Jane, that sticky, icky, icky, icky. Whatever you want to call it, Jenny Smith and Vanessa Shark are here for it. Because this is Hot Tokes. Welcome to Hot Tokes. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with Vanessa Shark. How you doing, Vanessa? I'm doing good. I have a couple days off. So I'm having an extra long weekend for the Lunar New Year, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> How oh, are you that's doing? awesome. What you been doing <laughs> on your with your time off? Um, yesterday, I just kind of like literally just relaxed. I went around a bunch of parks with my dog and my husband, and we just chilled for a little bit just outside and just hung out. Today, I've been doing my hair, um, just twisting it into a new style. So Ooh. it's just been like, yeah, it's just been like where I've been focusing on trying and getting it done faster than I thought. So I'm, I'm hopefully getting it done. But I'll get it done in the next couple hours. So yeah. How it are takes you a whole day. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I have to twist in new hair and like it's my hair is super thick and it's and then like the hair is like long. So it's about like down, it's all the way down my back about like probably like 14 inches. So it takes a while. The last hairstyle I did took two days. So this is actually a lot quicker than than the last one. Uh, I'm all right, you know. Um, uh, just getting back into the swing of like real life for some reason. I think the holiday malaise took forever. You yeah. Know? I don't mm -hmm. I just feel like stuff's weird right now. I don't know how to yeah. describe it. Yeah. Like, even weirder than normal. I don't know. But what I do know is that we're going to um, entertain and educate about <laughs> some marijuana. Now, mm -hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about the history of weed. Pretty much, you know, verbatim um, from the historychannel.com. Because I thought that their uh, little article here was, you know, pretty much exactly what I wanted to know. So, mm -hmm. um I will cite that as our source, and we will just pretty much move along this and and talk about what we learn. Um, it has marijuana, also known as cannabis or pot, has a long history of human use. Most ancient cultures didn't grow the plant to get high, but as herbal medicine, likely starting in Asia around 500 BC. Uh, the history of cannabis cultivation in America dates back to the early colonists who grew hemp for textiles and rope. Political and racial factors in the 20th century led to the criminalization of marijuana in the United States, although its legal status is changing in many places, which we will talk about later. The cannabis or hemp plant originally evolved in Central Asia before people introduced the plant into Africa, Europe, and eventually the Americas. Hemp fiber was used to make clothing, paper, sails, and rope, and its seeds were used as food. Because it's a fast-growing plant that's easy to cultivate and has many uses, hemp was widely grown throughout colonial America and at Spanish missions in the Southwest. 
uh, in the early 1600s, the Virginia, Massachusetts, and Connecticut colonies required farmers to grow hemp. I didn't know that. I knew hemp was, you know, really easy to grow and mm-hmm. pretty versatile, but I didn't know it was a requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the early hemp plants had very low levels of THC, the chemical r- responsible for marijuana's mind-altering effects, sadly for them. Um, there's some evidence that ancient cultures knew about the psychoactive properties of the cannabis plant. They may have cultivated some varieties to produce higher levels of THC for use in religious ceremonies or healing practices. Burned cannabis seeds have been found in the graves of shamans in China and Siberia from as early as 500 BC. Wow. <laughs> They're old seeds. <laughs> the OG uh, seed, the OG yeah. strain. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I wonder. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. It's like swallowing, swallowing the worm. Uh, the med- uh, medical marijuana um, in nineteen in the eighteen thirties, Sir William Brooke O'Shaughnessy, an Irish doctor studying in India, found that cannabis extracts could help lessen stomach pain and vomiting in people suffering from cholera, which is a terrible, uh, like old school, yes. old timey disease that made you shit a lot. <laughs> Um, and, uh, by the late 1800s, cannabis extracts were sold in pharmacies and doctor's offices throughout Europe and the United States to treat stomach problems and other ailments, which is bonkers to me, like, to think about that. <laughs> Scientists later discovered that THE was the source of marijuana's medicinal properties as a psychoactive compound, as a psychoactive compound responsible for marijuana's mind-altering effects. THC also interacts with the areas of the brain that are able to lessen nausea and promote hunger, which is facts. That's how you get the munchies, fam. (laughs) Um, And in fact, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved two drugs of THC that are prescribed in pill form, Marinol and Syndrose, to treat nausea caused by cancer chemotherapy and loss of appetite in AIDS patients. This is like so like interesting because like my grand my great grandma Delia she had two types of cancer before she passed and like a big part of her um treatment like she was like so tired like she was so pain from the chemotherapy and everything part of her treatment was like medicinal marijuana and I think that's fascinating that like there was like THC in pill form yeah I'm you know and I was thinking it also has some um seizure some effects Mm -hmm. on seizures as well. But I don't know that the FDA has approved that for that yet. Yes, right, right. I know that that, I've I've read articles and seen like specials about that, like how um, there was a person who used to have like, like 10 to like 50 seizures a day or something yeah, ridiculous just like yeah and like and, that, and then with wheat with uh increased marijuana usage like it, it the less seizures maybe like once a week or something like that which is like wild Amazing. yeah um as far as recreational weed an ancient greek historian named herodotus described uh this large group of iranian nomads in central asia uh inhaling the smoke from smoldering cannabis seeds and flowers to get high hashish which is a purified form of cannabis smoked with a pipe was widely used throughout the middle east and parts of asia after about 800 bc its rise in popularity corresponded with the spread of islam in the region the quran um, forbid the use of alcohol and some other intoxicating substances but did not specifically prohibit cannabis which is interesting (laughs) interesting Mm -hmm. omission um, in the United States, marijuana wasn't widely used 
for recreational purposes until the early 1900s. Immigrants from Mexico to the United States during the tumultuous years of the Mexican Revolution introduced the recreational use of smoking marijuana to American culture. I don't know mm. that I knew that. I don't know that I've ever thought about it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I didn't, I honestly, for the longest time, I think I just assumed like it was tied to like the native indigenous people that were already here. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really think about it any further, but I, yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, and that's like a very short paragraph that um, just makes me want to learn more about that. You mm -hmm. know, like what is the correlation between the Mexican revolution and the introduction of weed? Like that's pretty, mm -hmm. pretty interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, Later on, massive unemployment and social unrest during the Great Depression stoked resentment of Mexican immigrants and public mm. fear of the evil weed. As a result, and consistent with the Prohibition era's view of all intoxicants, 29 states had outlawed cannabis by 1931. Not surprising that, once again, the United States uses the fear of Mexicans to do terrible shit. Yeah. Um, this is consistent. Yeah. Pretty quickly. They discovered that it was all the Mexicans and their evil weed. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, that's the problem. <laughs> ah, like, God, it's like such a, the same book, the same story. And like anytime an, a group of people are targeted, it's always because someone wants something to blame. They need someone, something quick to blame this. What is quite literally the government's fault. Everyone else like, no, oh, no, it's, it's this one group of immigrants that smoke weed and get you guys high, you know, and hungry, Amazing. I guess. That. Wild. <laughs> um, the Marijuana Tax Act, speaking of the government doing dumb shit, the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 was the first federal U.S. law to criminalize marijuana nationwide. The act imposed an excise, excise tax on the sale, possession, or transfer of all hemp products, effectively criminalizing all but industrial uses of the plant. 58-year-old farmer Samuel Caldwell was the first person prosecuted under the act. He was arrested for selling, selling marijuana on October 2nd, 1937, just one day after the act's passage. Damn. Caldwell was sentenced to four years of hard labor. Jesus. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's just slavery. Oh. Um, industrial hemp and continued to be grown in the United States throughout World War II when its domestic cultivation was encouraged after the Philippines, a major source of imported hemp fiber, fell to the Japanese forces. The last U.S. hemp fields were planted in 1957 in Wisconsin. Wow. That's another interesting fact, too. We had hemp fields. Hemp fields forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine running through a bunch of hemp fields just, like, frolicking how high we get? That's my dream. Like, <laughs> I know you don't really get high on it, but, like. Yeah. Right, but I feel like, you know, you, just, like, the idea of it, you know. The idea of it. Like, yeah, that's how I feel when I drink up, uh, add hemp milk to my like chai tea latte. There's this place that um, does hemp milk, and I'm like, I know I'm not getting high off it, but I feel like I am. <laughs> it's like little kids with those little candy cigarettes. Like, yes, <laughs> it's about the experience. <laughs> uh, as part of the war on drugs, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, signed into law by Richard Nixon, repealed the Marijuana Tax mm -hmm. Act and listed marijuana as a Schedule One drug, along with heroin, LSD, and ecstasy. Because, yeah, it surely belongs in yep. that category. With no medical uses and a high potential for abuse. It was identified in anti-drug programs like D.A.R.E., which, mm. I don't know if you know what D.A.R.E. is. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. As a gateway drug and can confirm because I went through the DARE program and yeah. we just like they treated all that other shit. Yeah. I went through the DARE program when I think it was like 10th, no, fourth grade, fifth or yeah. no, sixth grade. It was sixth grade. There. Yeah. And, and I actually just, I went to go, I did curbside pickup the other day uh, at a party city and this, there was a DARE thing right outside. I'm like, in this state? Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. They're still doing it. I actually won like a little, um, they did like a little essay contest or whatever. Really? <laughs> I won, I won, like a little ribbon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> Irony. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> uh, in 1972, a report from the National Commit Commission on Marijuana and Drug Abuse, also known as the Schaefer Commission, released a report titled Marijuana, a Signal of Misunderstanding. The report recommended partial prohibition and lower penalties for possession of small amounts of marijuana. Nixon and other government officials, however, ignored the report's findings. Of course. California, in the Compassionate Use Act of 1996, became the first state to legalize marijuana for medicinal use by people with severe or chronic illnesses. Washington, D.C., 29 states, and the U.S. territories of Guam and Puerto Rico allow the use of cannabis cannabis for limited medical purposes okay this article says june of 2019 has 11 states and dc legalized marijuana for recreational use um i think that's still accurate colorado and washington became the first states to do so in 2012 and you can also light up without a prescription in alaska california illinois weird maine massachusetts michigan Nevada, Vermont, and Oregon. Uh, mm -hmm. cannabis... and Arizona released recently just um, this past election um, made it legal. It's not, I don't think it's legal yet, but it, or yes, across like a recreational and medical, I believe Arizona has the, or has voted to, to like make it legal. Nice. But I don't know when that comes in effect. Yeah. So eventually this article will hopefully be updated. They're falling like dominoes. <laughs> cannabis is still illegal under u.s federal law and the evolving legal status of marijuana is a subject of ongoing controversy in the united states and all around the world as it should be because there are a lot of people still rotting in jail for mm -hmm. weed and that bugs me like that it's just ridiculous to me I don't yeah know. agreed um as like as we change these laws you have to be able to to not only enforce them but look at who you still got locked up for this stuff exactly um, mm -hmm. you know i really like this article i thought it was there's no like judgments you know it's just facts and, yeah exactly yeah know, that's what i wanted i wanted like a kind of a little bit of a history of how this even came to be and also made me intensely curious about specific parts of it yeah, I, I think the the part, like, especially with the factual parts of, like, how the, the effects of marijuana, I think we all know what the effects are, but I also find it interesting because some people have, it de really depends on who you are as a person, right? Like, yeah, a lot of it is brain, it is your brain chemistry. Like, some people do feel intense panic and paranoia and, mm -hmm. um, uh, like, and can't get out of it when they, like, and maybe in that means canvas isn't for them, um, unfortunately, but you know, that's always, that's just depends on the person. I think like the blanket of like, oh, marijuana makes you do bad things uh, or dumb things or whatever. That's just a blanket thing that it just makes people fearful of something, you know, because exactly. they're not, 
they're not they're afraid of the effects or whatever um yeah i mean fear of it is like a huge deal and i just don't that's what i want to try to do is dispel some of that so that was fun um what are you smoking on recently what you what you been dabbling in this week um so right now i have been mixing i have like i sometimes go back and forth between two um a hybrid and a sativa just to like balance out give me some energy and balance out my mood so i have like um jack herrera and oh yes yeah which is a really yeah which is pretty uh standard brand that everyone i think everyone's pretty familiar with it's a good sativa that gives me like a nice nice balance time like feeling pretty good you know and then um and then there's a strain i don't know if it's universal or not there's this uh place that I buy from that they make their own um proprietary brands but this one's called raw and it's no terps nothing but it's 97 percent um thc Ooh. and yeah it's one of the highest uh thc strains i've ever had in a vape pen and i usually just get a 300 milligram because mm-hmm. it's super strong um so this one yeah it's just it's just literally called raw because it has no terpene no terps no oils nothing it's just literally just um what is just thc cannabis oil oh that's um, intense <laughs> yeah so i like to have that to like balance that like to give a little bit of a boost it's, i basically use it as a little booster for like mm-hmm. the sativa or whatever or if i'm like you know going to sleep i use that or whatever because it's literally just a straight hybrid there's no it doesn't move you either way it just gets you extra high right um, which is nice so yeah that's kind of what i'm doing right now i haven't i haven't gotten edibles in a minute but i need to buy some maybe for valentine's day Ooh. but yeah <laughs> what are you what are you smoking on what are you doing i have um, experimented with the chocolate chip cookies um, at my dispensary. It's called True Leave is um, the mm. one that I typically go to, but they're not bad. I mean, they're kind of like little mini size cookies. Um, they taste pretty good. And mm. um, I feel like it gives you sort of like a mellow sort of like background. Um, yeah. Like it kind of made me a little bit sleepy earlier, um, but I just felt real calm you know I'm yeah not stressed out no anxiety at all so um i've enjoyed those cookies quite a bit and then i found this strain of indica called purple wookie Ooh. that i kind of scoffed at originally because the thc the percentage was only like 16 percent, and i'm like for an indica i feel like that's a little bit low um, yeah a little bit low and i was like i don't know what this thing will do but it hits like it hits it makes me really? cough when it makes me cough i know i'm gonna get high because <laughs> um, not most strains won't make me cough but that one um halfway through a joint i was like okay uh okay but also then the munchies are intense with that one as well sometimes oh, nice. I, I have yeah. a better time like fighting off the munchies with certain things like i feel like sativas don't really make me as hungry agreed but, yeah um boy I've been struggling, <laughs> but <laughs> the high is so nice. Like I feel like really, like just calm and amazing, but just starving. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It's rare that I get the munchies anymore, and there's certain strains that hit. And I'm like, oh my god, like they're. But usually those are like indicas, and like when I'm in, at, at night, like sativas rarely ever get me that hungry, or like get me that extra hungriness. But I think it depends on what strain you have too. Yeah, I think so too. Anything else you want to talk about, quick? I think it was, oh, um, I think I was going to say something, but I forgot. Damn it. Oh, wait. Oh, there was a bit of Black History Month uh, thing I wanted to share. Okay, so yeah. my, my favorite dispensary, 
Oasis Cannabis Dispensary. I, want, I like to drop them, uh, drop their names. They're my favorite. They always have the best deals. I hope I didn't delete this this email. Oh my God. Okay, good. So this email, I'm sure to save it. I sent a couple, they sent us a couple of days ago. They were honoring black cannabis activists. Um, and one of them was Wanda James, Colorado's first African-American dispensary owner. And like, which in the United States, which was pretty dope. Uh, and she basically was just like things like first and only just motivate me to open up the floodgates. So they're basically sending emails, you know, just kind of um, honoring the, you know, the black and uh, black uh, people, black cannabis activists, people who are just out there, like um, they know what this country has, who, who they really targeted when this war on drugs and who, right. who's been affected the most by the war on drugs and, and Oasis is actually one of the dispensaries, um, which is why I'm a huge fan of them. They're actually, they've actively added their own tax to, um, on top of the sales tax uh, that they put on, that Nevada puts on the marijuana to, and that goes into a fund where they help people, um, help people that are, that are in there, either been imprisoned or are currently jailed um, for possession of marijuana, selling marijuana, any of that helping them rebuild their lives, get them, getting them jobs in the, um, in the industry or even helping them um, build their own dispensaries. I know that they're talking about getting grants and stuff for people. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, so that's a huge thing. And I think that's like a, a effort that I think is so important to like give back to the community that was the most destroyed by this. Mm -hmm. um, and by this, you know, it's so crazy. Like all the things that, you know, we've, they, you know, this country has been like, we're, this is bad. We can't do this anymore. We're slowly getting back to those things because they work for a reason. You know, there was yep. a reason why people used marijuana to treat their, to treat cholera and like stuff like that. You know, it's not, it's not the devil's weed or whatever. It's literally right. just, it's, 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 it depends on, obviously if you use it, if you use too much of it, you always, you can get sick. Like that's, yeah. you use anything and too much, like it's bad, but like, you know, you have stuff like, for loco that's legal and on the shelves anyone can grab like yes and you're saying that well, weed like is more poison, dangerous than that. You know, yeah just, like you're saying like weed is more dangerous. yeah i used to i used to get blackout drunk on that in college like that stuff is dangerous but yeah so that was really cool that they're um they're kind of highlighting you know um people in the cannabis community uh, a lot of people in the cannabis community they're doing things um and i hope that hope to see more so if i have any more i'll, I'll add i'll share some but yeah that's well, Black History Month tidbit from the Colorado's first African-American dispensary owner. Woo, shout out to you, I Wanda. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's why I, I remember I wanted to say something about that. I want to go to Colorado now. So I know, I actually do want to go to, yeah, I've been to Colorado. I just haven't, and my, we've gotten weed there before, but I've not, I like, I haven't been to like, I haven't been to like, this, like the actual experience. I didn't go inside the dispensary. I didn't like go into a brewery or a brewery or anything. And I know they're like famous for those two things. I'm like, oh, but yeah, one day, maybe we could do a tour, like a podcast tour, a podcast yes. tour of all yes. of the, <laughs> the hot spots of the weed spots, you know, Colorado, Vegas, California. Hot tokes on the road. <laughs> oh my God, hot tokes road trip. <laughs> uh, oh, but yeah. Uh, what else you doing podcast wise? Podcast wise. Well, I am on the Black Lightning podcast with our fellow, our brother, our, our one who brought us together, Nate um, and Brittany and Clement. We just actually did a live episode on Wednesday. Yes, we did a live episode on like, Wednesday. I was, me and Nate were on camera and Brittany was, um, she wasn't on camera, but we were all like taking questions. And we had a lot of people like talking to us, which was really nice. Um, oh, just cool. reviewing. Yeah, it was really, it was really nice. I didn't realize we were broadcasting on three different things so like people are like oh this person's live and they just log in and like all the live comments nice. come in through StreamYard, which is really nice i was like oh snap so i was just like reading them out loud 
but um yeah they that was thirst trap right there yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> he had a black lightning t-shirt and i was like we tailor to the people <laughs> um but yeah we did that recently because black lightning premiered it's final i'm like so sad about it it's final season um on monday it was the script the premiere and it was really great and it was nice to um to have that episode to just kind of talk about it um but yeah that's what i'm that's another podcast that i'm doing um, and then I'm supposed to be doing this other podcast. I have no idea what's going on with it, but it's about the Sandman show on Netflix. I have to figure out what's going on with that. Um, they just casted for that show. Uh, um, the late uh, Gwendolyn Christie plays Brienne of Tarth, who is like one of the yeah. most beautiful women alive. Yes. Like is um, playing Lucifer on Sandman, which I am so fucking stoked Holy for. Holy <laughs> shit, really? Yeah, yeah. And like she looks like him. Like she looks like the drawing um of him. Like it's one. Yeah, and like that just made me three times more excited for the show. That's crazy. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. So yeah, it's it was yeah it was I think it they announced it a couple like a couple weeks ago when I was like in my like I just had taken a big step back from social media um mm -hmm. because I've been burnt out from it for. A minute that's right. it's been like my job since i was a kid like since i graduated college like that's been my job and um this past year has made it harder to be on it just seeing uh -huh. everyone's misery just kind of yes. like funneled in and like just festering in one place constantly it's really hard to see all the time especially for me who like i doom i was doom scrolling before i didn't even it was coined a term like oh, oh hell yeah i did that i was like i always like to scroll from when i last too. looked at it to the big civil like the, and that's so i did not realize how poisonous that was especially this past year it's so so i made a decision like after the election i was like i gotta take a step back and then like i've been slowly trying to just limit my time on there and then yeah it was just like january was just a mess um it but huh, it was like the worst month i've had i think it was the worst january i've ever had um but yeah no i've been it's just been like kind of a crazy year so far so i'm hoping february is it's february is already like feeling better so that's that's one good thing and i, I want to attribute it to the ancestors thank you during black history month uh, shout out to y'all thank yes. you <laughs> <laughs> um anyway but how yeah i yeah so oh yeah that's that's all i got from my side what about you you have like 30 shows i have uh, 875 <laughs> shows. <laughs> uh right now on this feed uh the jenny position there's a new episode of you heard about pluto uh me and my friend john tomato watched an hour of happy days on pluto tv uh the two horniest episodes of Happy Days that have ever been consumed uh, with me and Tomato. And uh, there's an episode of um, Bianca's First Time where we watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, so that's a fun watch, nice. too. Um, coming up, you will find an episode of The Journey Through Infinity. We're up to Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 um, on the MCU Watch. That should be coming soon. Um, going through the list in my head. I always forget stuff. Mm -hmm. I have wrestling content if uh, anyone is interested in wrestling uh, at the Place of Nation Wrestling Feed. I have a couple shows on there. Talk in WCW, PTB, NXT, and Jenny and the Gems. Also have some shows over in the North-South Connection podcast, TNA Never Dies, and the Extreme Three-Way Dance. Uh, I link all of my shows and everything on Twitter, uh, usually, so you can find me there at Jenny position and also follow hot tokes yes. hot underscore tokes um which we forgot to plug because uh, we are potheads <laughs> like, often often episode, it was just like we totally screwed up and did not even say anything about twitter um, oh my god yes we do have a twitter account hot tokes and we will be sharing i'm gonna do a good job better job of like sharing 
articles and like things that are yeah we followed a bunch of weed accounts on there like i've been reading some of the stuff so i need to start sort of engaging on that so yeah mm -hmm. it's on my list on that and you are on twitter vanessa shark vanessa shark on everything i yeah i'm loud when i'm on there so, engage I like with it. me. I like your Nike <laughs> thirst trap pictures. <laughs> oh, I have so many panels of his ass saved. Oh, God. It's the best ass in college. It is. Uh, you're right. All right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great note to end on. <laughs>